Hello and welcome to a fresh new episode of the Wildcat Offense Basketball Edition hosted by yours truly, Wes Ibarra of Offsea Sport. I want to thank each and every one of you for the likes, the ratings, the downloads, the reviews. It means so much to me and it keeps me motivated to keep making content for you all through this podcast project. Um, share the podcast with friends, family, colleagues, anyone who is down to join the Sports Talk conversation. I can be found on most podcast platforms such as Amazon, Apple, and Spotify, and Offsy Sports, both O-F-F-C-I-E-S-P-O-R-T. I also want to thank each and every one of you for joining me on your Wednesday night. I hope you all had a chance to, if you are living in the Chicagoland area, enjoy the nice weather that we've had today. We hit the low 60s, and that is actually quite comforting for a day that's in late february um of course if you follow groundhog day traditions i don't personally but if you do you know that spring is supposed to come early this year and that is great especially since you know we have a longer february and uh, luckily you know and I, I don't see us having any harsh winter conditions now that we're only in uh, February and you know March is right around the corner which is also good for us wildcat basketball fans right because chances are you know we're going to still see some more uh, college basketball and on top of that wildcat college basketball at that so you know it's a good day to have good things go for you um, but yeah you know uh, of course cats are back on the floor tomorrow night uh winners of three of its last four games so the cats are sitting pretty at 18 and 8 9 and 6 in the big 10 uh where they play michigan those wolverines at eight o'clock central time tomorrow uh the game will be on fs1 on the tv so for the national audiences uh that have fs1 or you look to consume a lot of fs1 well you're in luck you get to see our basketball team go out there and have a run out there while for those listening on the radio waves it's am 720 and sirius xm 386 uh the biggest story going into that game will be boo booey our fearless leader right he had a chance to tie john sherna's all-time scoring record at indiana had a really tough first half in that game but came away four points shy because he did turn up in the second half and ended the game with 14 points but he needed 18 to tie 19 to pass but you know it's not a problem right of course it would have been nice to get the record at a very historic arena like assembly hall but like i said in the last show right i think it's also much better to do it here uh in in the home court of the cats right because look it's the court that you're familiar with you're familiar with the energy uh, of course this is the court that you saw yourself playing if you're boo booey for the next four years five years so of course you know why not do it there especially in front of the home fans um uh, a lot on the line so the cats are seven and oh in big 10 home games this season virtually undefeated at home we're not going to talk about the one loss that they had but uh they've only had one loss at home uh all season and they're undefeated when it comes to the big 10 so it would be really really depressing for lack of a better term to lose that oh against a team that's not doing very well like michigan who 
um, I believe only has eight wins on the year, uh, if I'm not mistaken. You know, they're they're really struggling. Yeah, they're eight and eighteen. So, you know, this should this should be a walk in the park per se for the cats. But of course you don't want to take anything for granted because you could be caught on a bad night or just have a good night, right? And just really, really assert dominance. But anyway, there's a lot on the line like that seven and oh uh record. Um a lot of highlights in the uh last game, right? But you know, the focus is now on Michigan. Uh though they are struggling this year, right? Eight and eighteen overall, and three and twelve in Big Ten play. You know they are the sixth best scoring offense, averaging seventy five point two points per game. And you know just by looking at the breakdown, right? They are better than Northwestern in that regard, right? Seventy five point two to the Cats seventy four point four. Uh, they seem to have a better offense, right? But Northwestern seems to be better in the defensive category, right? I would be surprised if people believe that Northwestern's probably the best defense in the league, maybe outside of Purdue. So, you know, good offense versus good defense, usually those games tend to provide a lot of good results. Um looking at the leaders for Northwestern's boo-boo on the scoring side, 19.0 points for the year, 43% from the field, 41% from three, and 84.3% from the line. Uh, he also leads the team in assists with 5.2. Brooks Barnheiser is our leading rebounder with 6.9 rebounds and 1.8 steals on the defensive end. Doug McDaniel is their leading scorer with 16.6 points, 42% shooting from the field this year with 36.1 from three, 77.3% from the line. And Terrace Reed Jr. is their leading rebounder with 7.2 rebounds. Um, Doug McDaniel is also their leading assist man with 4.6 assists. And Reed Jr. is their leading defender with 1.6 blocks. Uh, as far as other players to look out for, there's a Oliver Nakamwa, right? 14.8 points per game in 33 and a half minutes of action this year per game. Uh, not a really good free throw shooter at 67.1, but rebounds the ball very, very well with 7.1. So just a shade under the team leader, Reed Jr. And there's also uh, Terrence Williams the second, 12.4 points per game on 33.2 minutes a game. Uh, 4.3 rebounds, 1.3 assists, 1.1 steals. Um, and then they got a couple other guys averaging in the nines. Uh, Namari Burnett at nine and a half points. And then there's Terrence Reed Jr. at 9.1. As far as the Cats go, besides Bowie and Barnheiser, Langborg, 12.2 points a game. Had a really, really good game uh, last time out, uh, scoring um, 26 points, which is a career high. He also had a dish out career high six assists without recording a turnover which is the first opposing player to post a stat line of 26 points or 26 plus points six plus assists and zero turnovers against indiana since 96 97 so langborg really really set his mark on that game um and of course with ty berry out for the season his replacement nick martinelli 7.8 points over 22 and a point eight minutes per game um 
with 3.8 rebounds. He's been solid. He's been really solid so far uh, this year, and uh, hopefully he can keep it going. And then, of course, you know, there's more bench. There's going to be more bench contributions uh, for the rest of the season now that Ty Berry is out. Um, but, yeah, you know, if we're talking about recent form, too, Michigan is losers of four of their last five. They dropped the game against Michigan State, which is their most recent game, 73-63. Lost to Illinois, 97-68. Lost to Nebraska, 79-59. Had a win against Wisconsin, 72-68. Seems like people can beat Wisconsin except us, which is kind of interesting. Anyway, that's besides the point. And a 69-59 loss to Rutgers. As for the Cats, winners of three of their last five, three of their last four, with the most recent win being Indiana, tough, heartbreaking loss to Rutgers, close win over Penn State, and a good win over Nebraska, and the stinker against Minnesota. That's their run of form right now. Um, but to me, just by looking at all of this, right, I can't really say that Michigan is better than what their record suggests. And, you know, it could be very well that a lot of it had to do with their head coach, uh, Juwan Howard, being out for a while. Um, it could also just be, you know, a lot of turnover, right? So last year's team had Hunter Dickinson, who is one of the better players in all of college basketball right now he decided to transfer to KU or Kansas um, and that was one of the leaders on their team right uh, of course when you got guys turn over and leave the school and you got guys coming in it can be a bit of an adjustment and it's also just really different for the Big Ten this year right there were so many teams it seemed like that qualified for the tournament last year from the Big Ten, which is great. Don't get me wrong, right? You know, representation is always good. You know, I feel like, or I shouldn't say I feel like, but what I've learned over watching college basketball uh, through the years is that even if they are your most bitter rival, right? If you and your rival happen to make the tournament, you know, you want to support their run too, as long as you guys don't run into each other in the tournament, right? Because when the conference can show that they have a huge um, presence and also have a huge um, return of success, right? That's good for the conference. It means that, you know, Big Ten has really good overall quality basketball. Um, I like to think that not many teams from the Big Ten, or yeah, not many teams from the Big Ten part as that were part of that big group last year lasted very long. I think uh, you know that was just really weird to see. And Northwestern actually lasted longer than what most people were willing to to give them. I think, but you know, this year it's a little bit different. Of course, Purdue is probably the most complete team in the conference right but that field is much smaller uh, for me the most definites are you know purdue michigan state us and illinois right and um 
it could be more, it could be less because of, you know, people are winning, people are losing. But yeah, you know, back to the original point of the conversation, yeah. Michigan, yeah, seems to have a really big downturn uh this year, right? Because they performed well last year, they performed well the year before. And um yeah, no, it's it's kind of tough to to see that uh they're kind of on the decline right now. And uh, I know last year, Michigan actually beat Northwestern, right? It was funny, too. I remember I remember that matchup. It was like, man, how is Northwestern going to have a good run and beat all these teams that are so much better than them and so much better than Michigan, but lose to Michigan? But it is what it is. And this is the kind of game, I think, where the Cats can really, really open it up. Right. Um, this is the t- one team that I feel that they're going to re- face for the rest of the year where they actually have a losing record. Um, it seems that way, to be honest. Uh, but, you know, you don't ever want to take this matchup for granted. So my first key to the game would be to defend, defend, defend. I just mentioned earlier that Michigan has the sixth best offense in the Big Ten. Going into tomorrow night, you kind of have to make those people that observe that say, or not say, you want to tell those observers, so what? We're, we're arguably the best defense in the Big Ten. And if you can keep that offense from putting up points, right, then obviously things are going to go well, especially since they're at home for uh, this game. The second game, or second game, second key of the game that I have for tomorrow night is let Boo cook. He's only four points away from tying the record. Let him do it. You know, this is his moment. This is his time, right? You know, he's the leader of this team. He's really put Northwestern in a really good position, right? He's performed well. And I don't know if he's in the player of the year conversation, but, you know, he could easily be Big Ten's best player not named Zach Eady or uh, Taron Shannon Jr., right? And to be only four points away, you're at home, and, of course, all eyes are going to be on you, and you're on national TV, yeah, go for it. Let him do his thing. Of course, don't let him, like, shoot it every time right you want to still play that disciplined controlled take care of the basketball offense while putting on clamps on defense but of course if there is an opportunity for boo booey to just do boo booey things let him do it let him do it and then the last thing is 40 minutes of intensity of course right that's probably the automatic key for for now until the end of whatever the season is um, and that's because, you know, that's really what it is. Uh, you always want to decide your games in 40 and with a team that looks as vulnerable as Michigan right now, you want to do that. Not that Northwestern needs any more confidence boosters for the rest of the year. They've already done that by beating Illinois at home and beating Purdue and pretty much beating teams of quality already throughout the point throughout the rest of the season right like like michigan state like uh maryland right and even dayton right who is leading the a10 
right now. And of course, you know, I'm familiar a little bit because my uh, undergraduate alma mater is in the same conference as them, Loyola Chicago. Um, and wouldn't that be nice? Actually, Loyola Chicago is doing pretty good themselves. But the point I'm trying to make is you want to take advantage of a game like this. And even though that team has a losing record, that doesn't mean that they're all of a sudden untalented. So you got to treat them as if the record was the other way around, as if they actually had 18 wins and not eight. Uh, so, you know, at the, at the end of the day, it's still a Big Ten basketball team on the other side of the floor. And you got to show them what Northwestern basketball is all about. So 40 minutes of intensity, make it hard, give them a 19th loss. And, uh, you know, you get your 19th win. So uh, hopefully that happens. Uh, that being said, um, looking at the odds here. So for those that are betting, it looks like there is an 11 and a half point spread uh, for this game in favor of Northwestern. And I think it'll be like that. I really think it's going to be not necessarily a dominating performance, but enough to where. Michigan won't really get steam, and Northwestern can look pretty comfortable throughout the night. Uh, that being said, I think the final score will be 77 to 62. 77 to 62 in favor of the Cats. Let me know what you think. Do you think Michigan still has a little bit of glimmer left, especially uh, going up against a team like Northwestern? Or is this going to be just one of those games where you can chalk it up as a win. Boo Boo, he has the record and everyone can go home happy. Let me know. Thank you again for joining me on your Wednesday night. Um, it means a lot whether you're studying, getting some work done, even though it's kind of getting late now, um, having dinner, or if you're just waiting for that next Northwestern basketball game, don't worry. It's 24 hours away. Once again, it's on FS1 on the TV, AM 720 and Sirius XM 381. Uh, on the radio um, for those that will be at the game tomorrow enjoy it's going to be a really fun atmosphere for everyone to take in um, of course if you're viewing remotely that's not bad either it's either way we are in position to witness northwestern basketball history uh, so yeah thank you again of course all the likes the ratings reviews it means so much to me it means so much to the project Share the podcast with friends, family, colleagues, anyone who's down to join a sports talk conversation. I can be found on Apple, Spotify, and Amazon, and other podcast platforms as well. Offsy Sports, spelled O-F-F-C-I-E-S-P-O-R-T. Uh, we will recap the game on Friday, and then after Friday, we will go actually have a short break because the cats won't play again until the 28th so until then get some rest or what have you um i will see you on friday and let's hope for another wildcat win and go cats